What was interesting was the book was put out by basically an unknown lawyer at the time uh, and published uh, by a pretty much unknown uh, imprint. So it might have gone or more or less unnoticed if not for something that General Motors did. They were so worried about it, they put detectives on the trail of Mr. Nader to see if they could come up with some dirt on him. Well, that got back to Nader, and it got out into the media, and it created a firestorm. There was already a lot of interest in in Washington and Congress uh, to try to take action on the safety issue, and this added the momentum that was necessary. Uh, A proposal to create a new safety agency was put it before Congress within a matter of months, and the Johnson administration came up with its own proposal, which became law just nine months later. And, of course, we've seen laws and uh, new regulations, safety uh, advancements, technological advancements uh, over the last 50 years. Um, Would it be fair to say the book has saved lives? It would be fair to say, according to a new study that was done by the Center for Auto Safety in Washington, uh, that as many as 3.5 million lives have been saved, directly or indirectly, as a result of this book. Uh, Obviously, it's hard to say exactly what role it played. Would, Would the safety laws have happened anyway? Perhaps. But it certainly galvanized the country and got got politicians in a position where they knew they had to act and act quickly. And when you look at what it was like on the roads back then versus today, it's mind-boggling. I can't think of any other way to put it. Back at the time the book was published, an average of 5.5 Americans were killed for every 100 million vehicle miles. In other words, how many miles were traveled uh, on the roads in a typical year? Uh, 5.5 people died every year, and the the death rate was topping 50,000. If we had the same rate last year, about 176,000 Americans would die. Instead, it was about 32,000. Still a significant number. But it has fallen. The death rate has fallen by 80% since then. And estimates are that if if not for that, another 3.5 million people would have been killed between the time of the publication of Unsafe at Any Speed and today. Now, we should note that seven years after the book came out, the government issued findings of a Texas A&M study, which essentially found that the Corvair was no more dangerous than similar vehicles, and there were other cars on the road at that time that used swing axle designs. What did Nader get right, and what, if anything, did he get wrong? Well, he probably did overstate the case on the Corvair compared to other vehicles on the road. But what he didn't get wrong was that the auto industry really was not making safety a priority. Uh, By the way, I I was in a car that ran off the road with the Corvair, and I was lucky enough that we backed into a ditch. So I could have been a statistic uh, back then. My uh, friend's family were driving the car, and it just suddenly lost control. Uh, and what was worse was a lot of the cars back then didn't have even the rudimentary safety gear that we take for granted today. Dashboards were hard metal. You had steering wheels that could break off and impale a driver in an accident. There were, of course, no airbags or uh, anti-lock brakes. Uh, and vehicles weren't really designed to absorb energy in a crash. Uh, The the important thing was that Nader made very clear that vehicles simply were not designed to be safe. They weren't designed to keep you out of a crash, 
and they weren't designed to keep you safe in a crash. Now, the book specifically targeted uh, GM, which came under fire in the last year or two uh, for Another safety problem, the faulty ignition switches that caused uh, over 100 deaths. GM knew about the defect for years, it seems, before recalling millions of vehicles. Since then, they've paid out a lot of money to settle claims stemming from crashes. There's also the Takata airbag recall, Honda's sudden acceleration uh, controversy, and Volkswagen cheating on diesel emission tests. Uh, with all the advances of the last 50 years, the, the, the technology, the laws that are in place, uh, why, is safety still uh, a big problem? And do any of those cases suggest that automakers haven't quite learned the lesson of Nader's book? Well, yeah, I think you can look at some of the things that have happened over the last couple of years, the GM problem, and, and the fact that Toyota, which is a company that has bragged about its safety, got caught and heavily fined for not acting quickly enough on unintended acceleration problems. Honda got in trouble for uh, not reporting its safety problems. So, all the automakers out there still occasionally get caught taking shortcuts. But the reality is, when you look at what we have on the road today, there, there's, people travel a lot more, they drive faster, they drive greater distances, there are simply more vehicles on the road, and yet the death rate has come down spectacularly. Uh, vehicles now are increasingly able to avoid accidents and keep people alive when they are in a crash, sometimes severe crashes. Uh, there was a study recently by the uh, Insurance Institute for Highway Safety that showed there were, I believe, seven vehicles on the road, including a number of mainstream products, that have had no deaths at all in a three-year period. So when automakers get it right, they're doing a great job. Unfortunately, uh, they sometimes take shortcuts. And I think what you're seeing right now in the wake of some of the problems, notably GM, is that Congress and particularly the safety organizations like NHTSA are cracking down and providing a, creating a zero-tolerance uh, environment for manufacturers that do take shortcuts with safety. Now, Nader himself is still uh, concerned about uh, uh, vehicle safety. He recently told uh, Automotive News that uh, uh, with all the technology that's available on cars these days, uh, whether it's designed to make the vehicle safer or not, uh, has made vehicles even more complicated, which, ironically, I suppose, uh, could uh, still uh, make them uh, risky just in, uh, in different ways. Um, what, uh, what safety concerns uh, do we have to focus on today? Well, this is an interesting issue that I think you're going to see a lot of debate over. Uh, there's no question that some of the newest safety technologies, airbags despite the problems with Takata, uh, and electronic stability control in particular, have contributed greatly to keeping people out of accidents, keeping them uninjured and alive. So there's no question that new advanced safety systems are doing tremendous things. Uh, but there is a debate over the next wave of technology, which starts in many cases to take control of the vehicle away from the driver. Uh, and, and that's where a lot of folks, Nader in particular, are saying, let's slow down and think twice before we essentially take the driver out of the picture. Nader is concerned, as are some others, that this may create a situation where if there is a problem, the, the people in the car, the person who's supposed to be at least standing by as a driver, might simply not be in a position to take control or not take control fast enough. Uh, or that we may have cars that simply there's no place, no way for people to take control. And what happens if the technology goes wrong? 
that's going to be debated a lot, uh, especially as we get closer and closer to the launch of autonomous technology. As, as I sit here, I'm looking at a story I'm working on that says by 2025, there could be over 20 million fully autonomous vehicles on the road worldwide. Uh, whether or not that is putting us into a, a new era where essentially no lives are lost on the road or creating a whole new era of problems we haven't even imagined, well, that's still unsure, and that's something that Nader is raising questions about.